It was just supposed to be a routine job. And I found myself amongst unlikely folk. <laughs> Humans. Ah, the rest of me kin called me soft. <laughs> but the money, ooh, the money was good. And we were good at it. Then the boss brings down this new job. <laughs> Dead dwarves. So I rouse up me boys, and we find ourselves in a journey we weren't expecting. Hargus is a noble dwarf from Clan Hammerheart with radical ideas. His concept that dwarves can not only befriend non-dwarves, but that they might work together in harmony is snubbed by most other dwarves. Skizik is a human who carries a two-handed sword and unleashes curses upon his enemies, which are granted to him by the dark and mysterious one, Mother. Wirebone, a gnomish artificer, is always looking for new ideas and creating new machines. He is perhaps the most famous inventor in Valkaminar. Morthos, another human and beneficiary of the Dark Mother, is seeking his place among the dwarves of Valkaminar. Comfort and prestige are his primary motivations. Ubalek Hammerheart, older cousin of Hargus, has a checkered past. He has been in trouble with the law more times than anyone dare counts. However, Ubalek is immensely resourceful and has gained valuable ties with the ruling elite, Clan Ironbrow. The Myriads are an endless maze of ever-shifting tunnels above and around Vulcaminar, which are formed by lava tubes, tunneling creatures, and quakes. Dwarves believe that these passages lead to the Great Forge at Mount Erlevenberg, Volca. Temperatures here can reach excessive heat levels as they lead upward, which can be incredibly dangerous to those lost in the labyrinth. Wazardam is a marvel of engineering which helps keep the mighty Grunerfluss from flooding the farming pools of Bernayon. This sacred place lies just over a full sleep's travel wellward of Volcaminar. Our session begins with our heroes reaching Bernayon. The farming caverns, while full of ripe crops ready to be harvested, seem to be completely abandoned by farmers. How complete the genocide of elves by the Lava Barge clan seems to be. Strange ghostly sounds permeate the air from a distance. Morthos finds a small cave marked with a set of intricate cairns high above, but reachable by climbing the ripple bark lining of the rear wall of the growing chamber. Skizik and Ubalek reach the small entrance as Morthos begins crawling in on his belly. The group hears a childish voice from within speaking a strange language for a short moment and then silence. After what feels like an eternity, Skizik gets down on hands and knees and reaches into the grotto, trying to get some response from the still warlock. Just as he is pulled from the small cave entrance, Morthos shakes awake violently. He seems disoriented, babbling disconnectedly about Mother. Hargus dismisses it all as a hallucination. Within seconds of Morthos gaining consciousness, six ghostly images break the surface of the Grunerfluss without disturbing any water. They appear as spectral druidic elves with cold blue eyes. 
Their attack invites the cold deep into the bones of those who are struck by these unholy apparitions. Mortho struggles to recover from his encounter with the fairy and the stone, but the others move into combat. The ghosts are difficult to strike, but once Morthos and Skizik take position, the battle turns toward the favor of our heroes. Several of the group's wounds fester and must be attended to by Argus. The young dwarven cleric appeals to the first dwarves to remove this terrible blight. Skizik and Morthos speak briefly about the warlock's hallucinatory encounter with the dark fairy. Small blue stones were given to Morthos to share with his brother. He calls them Mother's Tears. But little about these magical gifts is shared with the rest of the group. Hargus orders the group Nether to investigate the lone elven body floating down the Grunerfluss. After a long day of travel, the group comes to passages marked with several dwarven clan emblems, which appear to be marking territory. A short distance later, the passage opens into a much larger cavern. Here, the Gruner is narrower and flowing much more rapidly. Dwarven architecture and gnomish machinery seem to meld harmoniously into an enormous machine built directly into the river. But again, no workers are found, although here there is no sign of struggle or blood spill. Wirebone concludes that the underground gears he found must act as a dam to control the flow of the river. This must be Wazardam. Rather than being answered, more and more questions pile up. The group decides to get back on the path wellward to further investigate Vernayon for more clues. Upon entering the trade route passages, a company of dwarves can be heard coming from the direction of Volcomenar. Not wanting another incident like the last encounter with the Lava Barge Clan, our Nashhorn-riding heroes easily outpace the slow-moving dwarves. During a break for rest, Ubelek scouts the passages ahead and discovers two elven refugees taking cover in a small alcove. The two women, one younger appears to be a ranger and the older a druid, are cautious of the dwarves. The druid doesn't speak very much common, so the ranger acts as translator. Ubelek and Morthos assure them that they are not like the red-bearded dwarves who attacked Vernayon without reason. After much discourse, the elven refugees reveal that they are heading toward the graveyards to pay homage to the elders who protected them and then to seek shelter in Nogris. Hargus heals their wounds while the others share food with the hungry pair. A deal is struck, since the passages ahead seem to be blocked for further wellward travel. The elves will lead our heroes through the myriads to reach the elven graveyards. But Hargus is cautious. The myriads are dreadful to traverse. 